More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is. We know Haney doesn't give a sh. Silencing critics, eliminate misses. Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better. Everybody knows the name. Read about it. We're golf teachers, Hall of Fame. Never doubt it. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth, here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Yeah. Listening to Haney. I want a champion, champion. The fire in the ring, they can treat me like a queen, a champion. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. Hank Haney, the great predictor, Steve Johnson, and Minnesota Tim Porochka here with you today on our uh, post. This is the post-President's uh, Cup, the big one, uh, guys. Uh, we, we Boy, oh boy, we got a lot of different ways we can go here. We'll probably be on this for a few days. So, uh, boy, where do, we, where do we even start? I mean, I guess we got to start with just... Uh, Recapping the, the the big win by the uh, U.S. team, we can talk about the captains. We can talk about. Uh, I got I got something to say on the television coverage. I mean, uh, the shield. The shield was a big thing. Did you guys think the shield was a big thing? Was that gonna? I mean, Ernie's shield. I mean, that was a thing that spurred him on. Uh, we got a lot of. We got a lot of Tiger. Tiger played incredible. Uh, people were up in arms when he didn't play. Uh, Tiger, the captain, uh, the putting. Oh my gosh, there was some 
some not so good putting out there in that, in that Presidents Cup. But anyway, where, where, where do we start here? Uh, a little little recap on the on the big win, uh, Steve Johnson and uh, Minnesota Tim Parachka. Here was the predictions going in. Okay, uh, I predicted major blowout, like wipe them out, nineteen to eleven. Um, did not get that right. Was that the U.S. U.S. win or international win? I, no, U.S. win. U.S. win. That was okay. a big one. Okay, just checking. Uh, did, did not get it right. I, I, I actually late in the contest, I had a chance to get pretty close. Uh, last two matches, kind of like a couple three putts at the end with uh, Ricky and Kucher at the end. I mean, it could you know could have could have should have would have. Uh, that could have been a little bigger, and you know, for a while there on on uh, the last day, it was looking like uh, the U.S. could win like nine and lose three matches. Um, it could have been a uh, you know, it could have been a blowout, even even being behind going into the the final singles day. But uh, then then it was turning around, and next thing you know, I mean, it was like uh, Steve Johnson was looking like he was going to be right, the great predictor on the fact that he picked the international team. Uh, so that could have gone there. And uh, at the end, it was Minnesota Tim Parachka with the uh, call on the uh, U.S. narrow victory. So, uh, Tim, way to go there. Way to go, Tim. Thanks. I'm going to be very humble. <laughs> I mean, as opposed to as opposed to the way Steve is when he right. when he predicts something. Yeah, I want to be very humble about it. I just want to take it. I just want to say I looked at the stats. I looked. Looked at a lot of things going in, and I want to thank a lot of people like Brandel Chambly and Justin. That's a Ray. shot at you when he says he looked at the stats, Steve. Yeah, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was. Right. <laughs> That's a shot right there. I can there, take it. Little... I can take it. <laughs> so I just want to say thank you to everybody for really proving my proving me right, and um, a lot of people to thank here. A lot of people to thank. <laughs> who, are you, who are you thanking? Everybody that three putted, and uh, well, I really the, want to the, thank the, Steve too because Steve makes me look good. Steve makes me look good because basically Steve already wipes himself out of the picture um, before the tournament even started, before the exhibition started. So um, the exhibit it is an exhibition, by the yeah, way. Yeah, money grab. Uh, yeah. Okay, so here, here's the here's the deal. Uh, you take the average rank. That's what I always do. Okay, the average world ranking of the U.S. team versus the average world ranking of the international team. Okay. And the U.S. team was 12.16, and the international team was 40.75. So on paper, this is an absolute blowout, wipeout, shouldn't even be close. That's exactly okay? why I'm calling it a victory, Hank. Uh, see, that's what I was getting to. I knew the, See, I knew you were going to say That's why I led you into that, because, see, th- th- see, Tim, this is the way Steve does it. And he... he if it's the fact that it was close, he's claiming victory. It was, you know, it was. I'm not going to claim victory, but I'm not going to claim that I was just ridiculous, uh, you know, just pick him out of a hat type of. Uh, no, you remember, were Peter, remember Thompson. Peter Thompson. You had Peter, Peter Thompson. Thompson. What was the Peter Thompson connection that you had going there? Peter Thompson connection was that Peter Thompson uh, captained the inter- international team to a victory, the only victory the internationals have had. At Royal Melbourne. So there was something particularly about Royal Melbourne that interested me in this in this uh, whole setup, Hank. And I, t- I tell you what, I, I think I've got an initiative going already for the, the next uh, President's Cup. Is The better team, the more rounds you play of golf, the more players that play, the better team, the cream rises. We always talk about that, right? Yeah. The cream cream rising, the better player, you play enough holes, the better player is going to win, the better putter is going to putt well, 
So what I'm proposing for the next in two years for the President's Cup is instead of going four days, we're just going to go right to a shootout. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a scramble. That's the that's the way the international team has a much better chance of of winning this this uh, President's Cup, and I think that'd be a, a great way to do it. Just like a shootout, just a, a, oh, like yeah. a horse race, the yeah, horse race, exactly. like a member a horse guest race. or something. It's, it's a horse race, cup, member guest. horse race, right? Well, it's a, this is a made-for-TV event. This is a soak them, soak, soak the uh, stations, and uh, get the money, a money grab for the PGA Tour. So they're never going to do that. They, they want it. That's why they have it on. Although, by the way, were, were you uh, were you a little surprised? I didn't realize this was all a Golf Channel event. Yeah, they just had a little highlights on NBC occasionally after the fact. You know, it wasn't taken live though. Well, I mean, the big thing they 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 promote this whole deal. It's the biggest, you know, the biggest thing I, you know, there is. It's the battle of the, you know, U.S. versus international, the Presidents Cup, da da da, and it's on the Golf Channel, and that's the only place you can find it. I mean, nobody. First off, other than us, like the hardcore golfers, which is probably, you know, everybody that's listening to this podcast too. But right. I mean, if you're a hardcore golf fan, you're you're watching because you get the golf channel. But do you realize how few people get the golf channel? It's not a big number, Steve. Oh, I know it. When you used to travel and you'd be staying at a hotel and I asked you, did you see the tournament today? And you said, Steve, I'm staying at a hotel. These, these places don't get the golf channel. Yeah. There's very few yeah. places that do get the golf channel. We get right. the golf channel. Yeah, and, we get it. But uh, I tell you what, I thought they do. had some great coverage of it, though. The the leading up to is just like a major, you know, live at the President's Cup with Brandon. Oh, they and, had the they had the whole thing going. Yeah, yeah they, they had, had a, the, the whole wind big up. analysis and everybody's everybody's an, an analysis of it. I want to get into the the, the coverage uh, later, but let, let's let, let's 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 okay. You brought up the golf course. Let, let's start there. Uh, the golf course I thought was fantastic. Yeah. Alistair I mean, McKenzie, you know, is a does big design incredible. job. And you know what though? People that don't play golf, like my mother, she's 85 years old, Hank. She watched, she watched them. She has a golf channel and she watched yeah. a little bit and she says, you know, Steve, that golf course didn't look too good. It was, I said, mom, it's, it's like, it, it's a contrast of very highly manicured spots and then just absolutely gnarly areas. I thought it looked great, but for, I'm a golfer, but for people right. that don't, are not used to seeing the link style courses and the, the actually a lot of modern courses are done that way now too. Uh, at the get together a couple of weeks ago, same type of deal where you have a lot of waste areas, you have a lot of gnarly areas and then you have really highly manicured areas. So I just, I want to let you know that the non golfer, the non golfer casual golf fan may not think that that course is shows very well on TV. Well, they say the same thing at the open championship, because there's a lot of a lot of brown there, um, and they obviously people are are you know really uh, they, they've been convinced that that a golf course is every course is supposed to look like Augusta National, which is this is this is one of the things that's really wrong with golf. I mean, there's a lot of things that could be better about golf. Let's put it that way. And one of them is is that we've gotten conditioned where we think that the only way a golf course is is you know, a nice course if it looks like Augusta National. Right. And by the way, it costs a little money to maintain uh, a course like Augusta National. And it doesn't look like that uh, 12 months a year because, you know, right now that Bermuda grass is all dormant. So that course is, 
is you know is is not looking exactly like it does um you know the Bermuda's dormant they've got it overseeded but it's not looking exactly like it it does you know April during the masters that's peaked for for you know one week a year when it absolutely looks its its best but because everybody's conditioned to think that that's what a golf course is supposed to look like i mean what it does is it it raises everybody's greens fees. It raises everybody's uh, membership fees, monthly fees, and, and all of the above because it just costs a lot of money and a lot of water and everything else to maintain courses like that. I personally, you know, personal opinion, I'm like used to. I, I think Royal Melbourne looked great. Yeah, and you know what I liked I mean, about I Royal it Melbourne? Incredible. You know, Hank, the, the the modern courses that have the waste areas like Royal Melbourne has typically yeah. has bunkers that look really gnarly that they look unstructured they look like you don't know where the bunker starts and where the waste area begins and yeah that's true that's true but you know the thing about royal melbourne they had the parkland type of nice big face bunkers the old school bunkers that uh it, it, it was a neat blend of a traditional look like a parkland type look like augusta bunkers but then you had all that gnarly area to the sides i thought i thought it played really well i thought it looked good too yeah, Tim. Do you like that look? You're you're a you're a, a regular man golfer. What, I did. You, do you, yeah. I mean, would you like to play? Would you like to play that course? Like, if you had your choice, would you play that course or would you play at uh, Hazeltine? What's it? Hazeltine. 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 Yeah. Would you play Hazeltine? Would you play Hazeltine? Don't give me the Minnesota answer. Give me a real answer. <laughs> uh, would you play Hazeltine or would you play Royal Melbourne if you had the chance? Royal Melbourne, no doubt about it. Why? Why? Why would you say that? Why would I, say, I? I loved how quick it was on the course. Plus, my drive yeah. would go a whole lot further than Hazeltine because of the rollout. So I'd get a whole lot more distance. Um, and I don't know. I loved how fast the greens were and how fast the fairways were. And really, there wasn't a whole lot of rough, so there were a lot of places to miss. Even if you miss right or left, there was it was very flat. So yeah, there weren't really any big misses that you could have um, unless yeah. you knocked it into the tree somewhere. But yeah, I'd pick Royal Melbourne, no doubt about it. All right, so here's a question for for you, Steve. Uh, I'll give you a um, I'll give you a ten handicap, eight handicap. Guys, shoots he's he's supposed to shoot about eighty. Mm-hmm. Okay, eight handicap. He's a good player. Uh, I'm going to give him as a gift eighteen greens in regulation, but he's going to average forty five feet from the hole. Oh, and we're going to put the ball on on eighteen <laughs> greens, forty five feet from the hole. Uh, what's an eight handicap going to shoot at Royal Melbourne? He's going to shoot a million. He, I, it's like me at Augusta, Hank. He may not even be able to finish because he's going to be rolling that. He could roll the ball <laughs> off the green into a bunker. Yeah, he's going to put it off the green. Oh, he could roll it back into the fairway. He could he could come back at him. I 18 mean, greens in regulation. Oh, Can he break 90? Maybe. 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 You know, and then you get in those bunkers. I was going to ask you about, you get in those bunkers and they're not raked like a normal bunker. They're raked really smooth, so when the ball gets in there, it looks like a darn pinball in there. It's rolling all over the place. Yeah, well, it always rolls to the stop. bottom, so that was a, that was a good thing. It always rolls to the bottom and it gets stuck on stuck on the edges. And they say uh, you always get a good lie in there, but you don't ever have you know an easy shot, especially if you're short sided because you have they're just so fast and so sloped, and you're down in there and you got to get the ball up. I mean, right? I thought the course the course was great. Do you, do you think a a course makes an event? I mean, this is an interesting question because when you look at you know the great tournaments, um, you know, 
I mean, at Pebble Beach is, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. Uh, you know, the Masters is always a great tournament. I mean, this was a great tournament. I mean, if they, if they play this this event at, you know, I don't know, some, you know, just pick a, a, a nice PGA Tour course or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's not going to be, it's not going to be anything like it was. No. But you know what? Not one time, Hank, and I, I watched the whole thing, stayed up late. Not one time did one announcer talk about that the course wasn't long enough, that the players yeah. were hitting it too far. This would this Good would have point. driven Mike Davis crazy because this is a course that is not a long course, but you had to play particular shots. That's one of the reasons I think Tiger did so well on it. But, you know, it, it was not a... It was an equalizer. The course was an equalizer. No, I was. To, I, I think you're right. It was an equalizer. No doubt about it. To get back to the to the greens, that's one thing that I wish that on television we could really appreciate better. That those greens, I've never been there, but I know the way that I've ball was there. rolling. It's Hank, awesome. How yeah. sloped are those greens, Hank? Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's like you know, but they're they're they roll like 15 on the step. I mean, it's oh, like, it's, like it's it's not. They're not as sloped as Augusta. But they're you know not not far off of it either, and it it it's a they're slippery and you know it's just everything rolls away and you got you got to know a lot about the where to hit the ball and how to play the course and this was a you know something that the international team really really put a big you know emphasis on. Ernie knows how to play the course. Uh, Jeff Ogilvie was one of the assistant captains for the international team. He knows how to play the course. So they and they strictly told everybody how they were going to play. Okay, this is how you're going to play when the pin's over here, when the tee's over here. You're going to hit this off this tee. You're going to lay it up here. Uh, when you're going to, you're going to, you know, miss here. Don't miss here. I mean, it re- they really had a, a game plan. And they stuck to it, and they had the players all stick to it. It was on all ifs, ands, and buts. You're not, you know, you're going to just play it like this. We're going to tell you how to play the course and play it like that. Now the U.S. just goes out there and, and plays. Uh, it was a, it's a definitely an equalizer. I mean, this is one of the things that's, you know, this turned out to be a very close match. It was supposed to be a blowout. Uh, U.S. heavily favored. They went 16 to 14, barely pulled it out at the end. And it really went down to the last, last couple holes. I mean, this could have gone either way with, with a few holes to go. And the big difference was really, I mean, the 18th hole a couple times, uh, you know, during day day two, day three. I mean, just, just when, when, when the U.S. pulled out a few points on the 18th hole. And then the, the last day, it was, you know, right there. I mean, it could have gone either way with, with three or four holes to go. But the golf course, this kind of golf course is, is one that, I mean, it gives the U.S. a little trouble, don't you think? I mean, it's, it, it, this is not... I mean, they, did, did, didn't they do the same thing at the Ryder Cup when they played at the uh, well? What's the you know Golf de France? Yeah, Paris at the Golf de France or whatever that thing was called. Uh, that was a trickster. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, pretty much the same thing. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't uh, favor the U.S.'s game when we went to Hazeltine. It's just uh, you know out there in the in the you know Tim's area where the, you know near the Field of Dreams. A lot of a lot of a lot of fields out there, and you just you hit it, and the course is beautiful. But you hit it, and you know it's more of our game. You know, I just it, it is. I mean, and they set it up where you know you could just kind of no big rough, and you know pins in the middle of the greens, and you just hit it out there. And then you, you know, bombs away and then you hit it on and then you, you know, make or miss the putt and you go to the next hole. There was a lot of strategy at Royal Melbourne. And it seems like if you want to beat the U.S., you 
you know, you play these kind of courses for sure. You yeah. Know, you play a, you know, something, you know, like a, I mean, you, you, you trick up a, you know, a course like Harbor Town, or you trick up a course like, uh, you know, I don't know, Colonial, you know, just some of these short courses. It just take us out of our game is the best way to do it. It seems like, uh, what, what do you think? Right. I, I think the same thing. And, you know, you speed the greens up. When they talked about after the first day that they were going to speed the greens up the second day, I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, that's that's going to be a nightmare. Yeah. One of the things that, you know, Hank, one of the things that I noticed on the commentary talking about the, the fast greens, why did the guys not put the pin in on short putts? Uh, one of the commentators kept calling for if I think it was David Faraday. If the pin would have been in, that thing would have gone in. If the pin would have gone in, it, it, they would have had something to shoot at. Uh, do you really think the pin is an advantage? Uh, I mean, I think it is. But I, I mean, a couple guys, uh, Hao Tung Lee had it in all the time. He couldn't. He couldn't hit the. He couldn't <laughs> hit a. He he couldn't hit a pin if it was uh, you know a, 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 a pole. No, it was a two five four two by four. He couldn't hit it. Yeah, he, he couldn't hit that. So that didn't matter with him. Uh, I don't. I didn't see all these these putts that Faraday was saying that could have gone in. Like I remember one time somebody said that could have gone in if there's a pin was in it. It clearly didn't hit the center of the cup. I don't. I don't know about yeah. that. Uh, yeah. But but you know, I mean, uh, Adam Scott putts with it in. He can't. You know, he he he's not much of a putter. Uh, DeChambeau putts with it in. He's not much of a putter. How Tung mm-hmm. Lee putts with it in. He can't putt at all. No. Um, so I guess these guys that can putt don't want it in. I don't know. They're just. It's it's the same thing we talked about. Earlier in the year, they if it if it helped you, if the pin in helped you two times, but the pin in hurt you one time, they 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 couldn't stand the one time that it hurt you. Right, right. It just it would drive them crazy to know that the pin knocked it out. Even though the pin knocked it out one time and the pin helped it go in two or three times, it, they don't care. It is like I can't stand the one that it would have uh, hurt me on, and that, I think I think that's uh, you know that's something to to be said there. All right, let's let's take a little break uh, right here and hear from our uh, our, our sponsors. Uh, one of which is uh, Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. I want to tell you a little about a little promotion I got going on there. Uh, I've had this product for well, well over a year now, and we've had like fifty thousand people that have gotten incredible results. My return rate was like next to nothing. And I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't just talk about these products unless it, it's something else. This is this is my product, Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. I've got a lot of experience with uh, bad knees, bad back, everything. And we we got a special offer going on right now because because if you haven't tried this product, I want you to try it, and, and I know it's going to work for you. So you go to VoodooPainRelief.com. And there's a, a literally a free offer for a free two-week supply of Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. And you can try it out and see how it, it works for you. And the reason, the reason I do this is because I, I know it's going to help you. And I, I know you're going to be a, a, a customer after that. So so what kind of aches and pains, Hank, would, would someone need to have? Ah, arthritis, back okay. pain, shoulder pain, you know, elbow pain. You know, you've got uh, tendonitis. It also works great with uh, ten, uh, pain relief cream. works great if anybody has a TMJ or uh, a uh, tension headaches, you rub some on your forehead, your neck, your jaw, your headache will be gone. Um, you know, I mean, it, I've had so many incredible, you can go on the website and, and look and you see all the the you know, recommendations that people have made and the, 
know, I mean, it, it, it's a, it's amazing how great the results are that people get. So anyway, go 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 try it out. Uh, VoodooPainRelief.com. All right, we'll be right back uh, and and we'll continue on our uh, President's Cup uh, recap here on the Hank Any Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go, like, how do I detach from my from this idea of, what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know... Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about the play a little bit here. Um, the U.S. got down early, um, didn't play particularly well the first couple days. Um, but then they started to make a call. They, they, boy, they pulled it out a little bit. You know, that one, uh, the, the match with uh, Tiger and Justin Thomas. When Ty, this was this was the whole turning point of the whole thing for me, okay? Got to give you my big key turning point and why it turned right here. The the match with Tiger and uh, Justin Thomas. So th- this is. Are you talking about day two? Yep, day two in the foursomes. Okay, yep. day two in the foursomes. Yep. Alternate okay. shot. Okay, this right. was the whole turning point. 
Uh, Tigers plays with Justin Thomas. They're they're obviously you know buddies, and and um, and Tiger played phenomenal by you know by the way. I mean, and now we're gonna get into that more as the week goes on. I know, but I mean, he was like 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 the best player in the whole thing. Uh, but uh, here's what I here here's that that uh, that turning point is is them winning that hole. I mean that was it. I mean that was the that was the the whole thing. I mean right, right. there. Well, they got they got two down early. You know through yeah. five holes they were two down and then uh, you know uh, gosh one up through eight then they started coming back tied after nine they got down again and I'll be danged you know I, that. Really, the only thing that Justin Thomas did the whole match was make that putt. At the, oh, at the I know. Very it, was all, it was all. Uh, it was. It, it was, was all, all Tiger all, Woods. All, yeah. And the first time they played, when um, the first day when Tiger and, and, and Justin won, and they asked, um, they asked Justin. He said, "What went? What, what went so good for, for you guys?" Because Tiger goes, well, "We had a great team effort, Justin and I." And then they asked Justin. They said, "What went so good for you guys?" And Justin Thomas goes, Tiger Woods went so good for us. I mean, right, it, it was right. all Tiger. Justin did six do birdies to, to yeah. two birdies for yeah, Justin it was Thomas. So, so then the second day, though, Justin did a little something. You can't hide an alternate shot. You got to you got to be out there, you know, hitting shots. And but it came down to the 18th hole. Okay, and Tiger hits the the good shot in there, and now they need to make the putt. And Justin Thomas, I mean, he was not looking good with the putter for most of this whole deal, to be honest with you. I didn't think he – I mean, I didn't trust him. Their speed is just so poor. I mean, don't you think that – What I mean, what you take, you take a look at certain things that stood out during the President's Cup, and one thing that stood out for me, like just – Clear as day. Now, maybe it's because I just pay so much attention to this, but just as just clear as day, it stood out for me, is how much better Tiger's speed control is than everybody else's. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, he's sure. the best. He's the best lag putter. I mean, see, he he's he's the best lag putter in the history of the game. Yeah, but he was the best lag putter by a mile in that thing. Hundred foot putt from off the green that he lagged oh, up there about gosh. six inches what a away putt. was unbelievable. What a putt. But 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 not just that on all the putts, you know. I mean, it's like how many times did you see him take a fifteen or twenty footer and run it four feet by or something? You know, I mean, yeah, geez, rarely. the oh, rarely. I mean, the, the the you know the the first day they got the. I mean, I don't know who it was that uh, they they had the three putt from Ricky run one by like uh, you know five or six feet, and his partner missed it coming back, and I mean they were three putting from fifteen. It was just like hit the putt the right speed. Tiger always hit it the right speed, but they get on eighteen. This is the match uh, that, that turned it around, and you know Ernie Ernie Els lamented the eighteenth hole because there was a you know big turnaround there. But uh, but Justin Thomas has his putt, and it was the only time that I'd really noticed this happening. Okay, and on that particular putt. And they knew it was a big putt, and Tiger Tiger put the read on it. Oh, okay, yeah, Tiger put the read on it. Was it? Did he get invited in there? Or did no, he just I don't think take so. It he over, just got just in. It he over. went in there and huh? Didn't you he think just took he, just, charge. He, just, he took charge? Huh? He took charge. He just went in there and said, I, "I'm, I'm <laughs> it's time for me to read a putt here." So he went in there and he read the putt, 
There wasn't any caddy in there. You know, I know you're a fan of the caddy. Caddy's the most important, uh, you know, person in, in all of professional sports. Uh, and but but there was no caddies in there. They get get out of here, uh, guys. Uh, uh, Tiger's taking charge here. Well, when you're talking about when you're talking about choking, I mean, yeah, everyone chokes. But I got yeah. the guy that's that is the most immune and kind of even though he has the nerves, he can get it done as Tiger Woods. I mean, he's right. not afraid. He's not afraid of the nerves. No, but he gets in there on this putt, and not only did he read it. Now, you know, you could read it, and you could say, like, Steve, if you and I were playing, and, you know, I might say, you know, I like it a couple inches outside the right. What do you think? Okay. And, you know, you might diplomatic, say. Diplomatic, very kind of diplomatic. Yeah, yeah. You know? And you might say, yeah, you know, I, I, that's, what I, that's what I was thinking. Or you might say, you know, I, I, I'm, I, I, had it like an, I had it like an inch and a half. And I'm like. Or, you know, you had it an inch. And I thought, eh, you know, okay, let's look at it again. And, you know, we come to some conclusion, okay? But that's kind of how the discussion would go. Right. Most of the time, that's how the discussion goes with these guys when they're reading putts. This is totally different. Tiger read the putt. He, he had his putter in his hand, and he didn't touch the green. But with, the, but with his putter in his hand, he pointed to exactly where he wanted Justin Thomas to play that putt. And there was no further discussion after that. We could go back and look at the tape. There was no really? further wow. discussion after that. It was like a spot that was like 10 feet from the hole, and Tiger pointed at that spot, and he says, roll it right over this. And that wasn't like, a, you know, do you think I should roll it over that? Or what, you know, he said, roll it right over this. And he'd roll it right over that and roll oh, it right man. in the cup. Yeah, and that's you know that's something. So that was Tiger, and I you know you got to hit the putt, you got to hit, you got to start it there, you got to hit the right speed. But how many times does you know Justin Thomas stand over a putt, Steve? And after he hits it, you get the hand signal. Oh yeah, yeah. It, you know, breaking this way, breaking oh, that yeah. way. Oh, yeah. He loves the hand signals. You know, like uh, like he give you the hand to the right, meaning I thought it was going to the left, or the hand to the left. I thought it was going. I mean, it gives you the hand signal all the time. All these guys do. They get hand, the hand signal all the time. Tiger was like this plate right here, and that was uh, to me that was a, a a big big one right there, big one. That that was a, probably the most profound memory you're going to have from this. Yeah, that was right. Honestly, yeah, that was. Uh, let me tell you my. Can I tell you my most profound, my most profound uh, okay. memory from this Presidents yeah. Cup? You know, we see a lot of the U.S. team all the time on the PGA Tour. One of the things that that I'm going to remember about this Presidents Cup, Hank, was that we got to see players that we normally don't see. I mean, you don't get to see much of Abraham Answer. You don't get to see much of Joaquin Neiman. Uh, I was very not not much of Cameron Smith. What about Iron uh, Iron Band-Aid Byram? Yes, that's uh, Iron Band-Aid Byron is one of my new favorite players, and uh, you know who that is. <laughs> that's Sung M. J.M. Sung J.M., yeah. You know, what the heck happened to his I don't know. Anyway? It must be bad, though. He must. He should have gotten some stitches or something, get a little dermabond in there and get that thing uh, closed up. He must have, I don't know, I, I the the barber cut him or with the uh, scissors or what I happened? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You know, it, it looks it does look gnarly, but oh, uh, it must you think be. He He's got a big old band aid on there. <laughs> and for I don't a lot know if that days. was the same band aid. 
But you it looked it the same way every time. I don't know. But <laughs> okay. I, don't, I don't know. But that, that's well, how does that's that fellow be... put a Band-Aid on there like that, that, yeah, that perfect know. every day? Do you think that yeah. way? I mean, it, he does, he's got to take a shower and put a new Band-Aid on, don't you? I would think so. That Band-Aid looked the so. same every day. I thought that's what the shield was for. You thought what? I thought that's what the shield was for, to protect yourself from things like that. <laughs> the what? <laughs> the what? The shield. The, oh, the, the logo. Shield. The logo. <laughs> that's Ernie's logo. He's, Are you eating that's, something right now? That's his, I, I couldn't yeah, even I understand little, what you were he's saying. He's got a little spaghetti in his mouth well, or what something. Are you, what are you doing? You having a little, you having a little chow down while, during the podcast here? Or what do you got going on there? I got nothing going on over here. Okay, I just all got right, a all right. The shield. Yeah, the nothing. shield. He thought the shield, the shield was to protect you from, from the okay, barber gosh, with the scissors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the shield. Yeah, okay. M, though. M. He's uh, he's a new slice. But every time they have, well, you ever notice how every time we have one of these things, seriously? Especially the foreigners. The foreigners. Every are, time we have one of these events, the Ryder Cup, the President's Cup, whatever, the guy who's the captain has to come, he comes with this, with a new slice bread. <laughs> this guy is the greatest ever. I mean, how many times have we had that? And we got that, uh, who was the first guy we had? Uh, Victor Dubusan. Yeah, that was, uh, that was Thomas Bjorn. Thomas Bjorn, didn't he? Yeah, where has uh, that guy on, been? I don't know. Yeah, he must be at the bakery. He's I haven't seen Dubusan forever. Okay, then we had, uh, at, uh, who was uh, at the Hazel team? We had the tall guy. It was the tall guy. It was uh, that was uh, Darren Clark's new slice bread. What was Thomas Peters? Okay, Thomas Peters. Peters. He was a new slice bread. Uh, Where's he been? Uh, He's uh, he's in Europe. Okay, now we got now we go to the President's Cup and we got uh, Ernie Els's new guy, and it's M. M is the best. So I you know I studied I studied the M a little bit. Because when you know when people say this guy's the greatest everything, whoa, man, that's I know you're the fact checker. That's a pretty big statement. So I, you know, I think, hey, now, well, let me just let me just see how the M is. Uh, Let's just let's just check out the M and just see see what we got here on the M. And what you got is is you know, I mean, he's got a nice swing. I mean, I you know, I give him that. I mean, I like the M swing, Uh, very good swing, great demeanor. Uh, looks like he's, you know, got, uh, you know, he's, he's got a good game. I mean, I, you know, I, 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 I'm all, I'm all for it. I get it. Okay. Uh, he's got one international victory. Um, and I, but I, you know, I, I look and I think, okay, let's just check out his statistics. Well, first off, he's, uh, he's six foot tall, uh, 200 pounds. I think that's a little, uh, maybe they're a little light on that. Do you think? Could be. I, I do. I do. I do a reweigh on that. Okay. Um, but but anyway, that's that. That doesn't have anything to do with anything. I just. But I just. I did. I did notice that. Then I look at the statistics because this is guy is this you know the new sliced bread according to Ernie Els. Uh Greatest ball, Iron Byram they call. Him. I call him Iron Band Aid Byram. Okay. Uh, so I look at it and I said, okay, let's see how he is. Well, T to green, he's 33rd last year on the PGA Tour. This guy plays every week. He played like 35 events last year. Um, 33rd, pretty good for a 21-year-old. I'll, I'll give that you that. But, but, but that's not, I mean, you know, that's not Iron Byron. No. Okay. No. Uh, strokes gain, approach shot to the green. Now, I'm used to watching Tiger Woods, okay? And Tiger Woods is still putting on a clinic out there. 
I mean, he put on a clinic at this thing. I mean, he was the best player by far. Uh, Immer last year was 94th in strokes gained approach shot to the green. Okay, not that great. No, 33rd off the tee, uh, 81st in distance. And, you know, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, I mean, 50, you know, pick out the stats that, you know, we always say are 150 to 125 yards. He's 128th last year. I mean, I just, you know, come on, guys. Yeah. You know, he played great, though. He played great. I'm not. He had a great week. And he tapped out he tapped out the reigning US Open champion in, in good style, four and three. So I mean Yeah, he know, did. He did. I mean, Gary Woodland would call him Iron Band-Aid Byron every every day of the week. <laughs> well that now that match was was I mean, they he 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 played uh Woodland did not, you know, I'm I'm looking up the Woodland did not play bad. I mean, one, two, three, four. Uh, under par on the front nine, uh, back nine, he plays in two over, though. Mm-hmm. So he, he shoots two under, and he get you know, I mean, which is, you know, not terrible, but not, you know, it's not going to win a golf tournament. And, he, you know, he was done after after 15 holes to, to, the, uh, to the M. But that one's uh, one that, that uh, you know, it, it, it was interesting. We heard a lot about that. And he's, uh, you know, he's the star – and you know maybe we'll have a, a threesome with him and Peters and uh, Dubusan, and we'll see who's, who's who ends up being the best one. Um, and I would say it's going to be him. I mean, I don't, I don't really? think there's any doubt. He's got he's got some game now. He's you know I love when they say I love when they say you know that could be his Achilles heel. They talk about his putting. Yeah. Okay, but but 21 years old on greens that are 15, you got to get cut him a little slack there. That's a, you know he could get he could get better at that too. I was really surprised, Hank, that uh, Ernie Els didn't go with two loaves of sp- uh, sliced bread. Uh, Who else? M being, being one loaf of yeah. sliced bread. Abraham Answer was three and zero going into the last match, Hank. Yeah, and I mean he, you know, I, I mean Tiger just made him look silly, made him look like a junior golfer. But up until that point. I mean, he was a stud. I mean, everyone was talking about him, how he was a big surprise, how he had a lot of, of confidence that nothing was really holding him back. He's, you know, not a real long hitter. That, that's, a, that's a little problem right there, Steve. Well, it is, but I mean, you know. I mean, if you're not a course, real long hitter, let, let me tell you where you're going in today's game, okay? Corn Ferry? No, you're just going nowhere. Oh. I mean, that's where you're going. You know, except on certain courses, you know, Hilton Head, Harbortown, Royal Melbourne, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, you're not, you're, you know, you're not a real, if you're not a real long player, how, I mean, how are you going to play, you know, at Wingfoot and, and somebody, yeah. you know, I mean, how are you going to play these places? How, how are you going to, you know, you go against Dustin Johnson and Gary Woodland and, you know, Tiger Woods and, and Rory McIlroy and Justin, I mean, these guys, you know, hit it, hit it forever. It just, it you know, you when you say, well, he's when somebody says, well, he's got everything except he just isn't that long. Well, then you don't have everything, right? Because you're you're talking about the thing that is is probably the most important in today's game. Now, it just so happened that they're playing a golf course that that was not the case. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, it 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 went the other way. All right, let's take let's let's take another break and we'll we'll uh, hear from our sponsors and we'll be right back on the Hank Any podcast. 
Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys. So that was I had. I gave you my big moment, which was Tiger and uh, reading the putt. And obviously, Tiger had a lot of big, big moments. He uh, played great. Um, you know, trusted his guy. That was his big thing as, as a captain was he trusted his guys and they didn't let him down. Uh, a lot of, we had a lot of controversies, you know, to talk about in the in this uh, President's Cup. Obviously, Patrick Reed, and we're going to get into that tomorrow. Uh, I also want to get into uh, Tiger Woods. and Everybody's up in arms when he didn't play. I mean, we'll get into that. Uh, maybe we'll get into that tomorrow as, as, as well. But but uh, okay, it comes down to the uh, to the singles. You know, the, the U.S. was just a couple points behind. Ernie Els seemed a little defeated already. Knew kind of what the that the buzzsaw was coming. Uh, at least I I felt that way. What, what did you think going into into Sunday, Steve? What did you think? Yeah, I mean, I was I was very surprised that the, we were still. I mean, many of the skeptics thought that it would be over. There'd be two celebrations, one on Saturday night and one on Sunday for the 
USA team going in. That was me um, that said that. It was much. Was that you? Yeah. It, much more than background TV on Sunday. I was excited for it. No, it no, was I fun. Knew. It was fun to watch. Were you glued the whole time? Were you watching the whole well, time? Well, yeah, because when it comes down, well, I mean, just I wish the the listeners to this podcast could could have seen the thread of <laughs> text we had going back and forth. And I I I coined you a new nickname because What's you that? were going What's back that? and forth so much. You, I'm now calling you the faucet. You're no longer the twister. You're the faucet. Why is that? Because you run so hot and cold on different teams. I, you switched your pick. I said, pick somebody. Commit to somebody. You went back and forth. U.S. is going to win. Oh, we've got it in the bag. Ooh, man. Oh, this is not over yet. It's not over. You said it wasn't over like 10 times. Well, it wasn't over. It wasn't. It, it ended up being over. You but. guys called it over, and I said it's not over. Yeah. Stuff yeah, could still true. happen. But, um, you know, overall, I, I like the fact that we I was watching golf in December, day four of the President's Cup, and, it, and it, these matches mattered. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys, I, w- I was very upset at the Australians, the showing the last round, especially the veteran Australians, Mark Leishman and Adam Scott played terribly. I mean, they've got to win that match. It's a home crowds, a, a golf course that those guys both know very well. And uh, I was I was pleasantly surprised at uh, the the uh, Iron Byron Band-Aid, Iron Band-Aid Byron or whatever. I was very pleased at him, you know, seeing how he could get it done. Adam Scott can in an eighteen hole match is as poor a putter as he has been, and that doesn't mean he doesn't putt good sometimes. And you know, a poor putter on the PGA Tour is still a good putter, but right. but but it's just a it's a lot to overcome, you know. And he'd putted pretty decent a couple rounds. You know, you can kind of will him in or whatever you do. I don't know what you do, but you but but it, that catches up to you, don't you think? It did to him, yeah, because yeah. the first the first couple of days, Hank, he did make quite a few putts, and I think he surprised himself in a yeah. couple of those rounds how many putts he was making. But it did come back to bite him because, uh, like you say, it does equal out. Uh, yeah, no matter how many strokes gained putting you are the first day, you look at it after the four days, and you're going to be right around uh, uh, even or 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 worse. You know, okay, the international team was a was an underdog in every single match, except for a slight favorite, uh, Oosthuizen, Louis Oosthuizen, twentieth ranked player in the world against Matt uh, Kuchar, your guy, Steve, mm-hmm. uh, El Chipo No Gimme, your your guy. Right. It was the twenty four. Who, by the way, got the the. Uh, Clinching putt. You think they make too big a deal to clinching putt? Do you think anybody cares who made the clinching putt? I mean, is that in, 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 is that a memorable event really for anybody but the player? I mean, name, name me one other clinching putt in anything else. Seriously, who who made it? Yeah, who made the clinching putt at the last Ryder Cup? Well, I remember who missed the clinching putt. Really? That was uh, one of your favorites, Who's Jim that? Furyk. Uh, what was it? What are you watching? Watching? Watching paint, paint dry? dry? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he missed one. I remember that one. I remember Eduardo or uh, Francesco Molinari at uh, at Medina. He made the putt to beat Tiger after they'd already won the cup. Um, but other than that, Hank, I can't. I, I can't. No, recall but but look at these the matches: Tiger against Answer. Tiger's sixth in the world. Abraham Answer thirty ninth. Uh, yeah. DJ Dustin Johnson against uh, Hao Tung Lee, fifth in the world versus sixty fifth. 
um, you know, uh, uh, B- Bryson DeChambeau, 13th in the world versus uh, Adam Hadwin, 48th in the world. Uh, you know, you just, it's just a, it's a wipeout. I mean, uh, yeah. Neiman 56th in the world. I mean, who, who did, who did he go against? He went against, uh, Cantley, Cantley, Cantley se- yeah, seventh Cantley. in the world. Uh, you know, and that guy made a lot of putts. Hey? Yeah. Patrick J- Cantley J- made some oh, putts. He, he, he became the star. Uh, Justin Thomas, fourth in the world against, uh, the 52nd player in the world. I mean, you know, I mean, it's just it's Cameron Smith, you know, he's got a little hometown thing going, but still, I mean, it's just, it, it, it wasn't supposed to be close. Right. You know? and, right. And, and it was though. I mean, they, you know, they played, they played great. The internationals played, played great. You know, and I, so I, I mean, it was fun. It was fun to watch. I loved it. I mean, I, I, I watched every minute, you know, I was like glued, um, you know, I mean, it, it, uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's fun, but I mean, man, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs. I, I guess I was a little faucety. I had a, you know, this, this team's going to win. That team's going to win. This is, you know, I, I could tell it could go either way, but, and, and I wasn't like confident in our, you know, finish ability. Uh, Tiger had, uh, Ricky and, and, and Kuchar, uh, at the end. I mean, Kuchar right. can definitely hit the shots when he has to, but I, but you know he 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 has a little trouble making the putts. A lot, lot of luck involved, though, Steve. You know the you know the, the you know the here's another thought for you: the clincher that he makes. Okay, uh, on 17, he may, he's a clinching you know point, and he does his you know uh, celebration, running and you know bumping everybody, or you know chest bumping and hip bumping and. Fist bumping and you know all 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 the guys on seventeen after he makes it, but that was a right to left putt. You know what I'm you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, Those left to riders are a little bit tough. Oh my for gosh! Him. How many? Yeah. We, do we have some guys that struggle on left to right putts? Oh yeah. Oh my god. Tony Finau, but he made a lot of putts. Finau, too, he Dustin miss, he Johnson, Gary Woodland, Kucher. Who man? Uh, you know, even uh, Shoffley missed some of those. You know, I mean, got a lot of exotics out there, Hank. I mean, whenever I whenever I see so whenever I see somebody putting with the the uh, left hand low, I think, man, or some funky style like that, I think that left to righter is going to be tough. I don't know. That's just what I think. Yeah, Tony Finau brought out a whole new grip. This this uh, <laughs> I haven't I've never seen that grip before. The dangler. <laughs> you call that the dangler? Well, he's got the he's got the left arm up the shaft. He's got the shaft yeah. up the left arm, but then he's got kind of a cigar dangler with his right. <laughs> I tell you what, though, he made he made a bunch of putts. Oh man! Now I was worried on every one of them he took, but I mean he did make a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. All right, we got some controversial stuff to get into the next couple of days, but overall, let's just get let's just uh, wrap up to, today. I, I liked it. I mean, it was good. I mean. Uh, I didn't get the call exactly right. It was not a blowout, but it, Steve got it right in that it was he won. All, he, Steve's claiming all he wanted was a close match. We all won. Yeah, we all won. <laughs> we Steve won. wanted it. Wanted it, he just wanted a close match, which he got. And uh, Tim was the one that really got it right. Uh, and w- w- what did everybody? Tim, you put the question out there to Twitter. Uh, what do people think about the Presidents Cup? And what what how was the responses you got? Uh, here's a question from Darren. He just wanted to ask you if uh, anybody. Um, if you think anyone's career can propel from great performances in uh, team events like this, I don't know. 
I, you know, I, 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 I don't. I don't I did did Captain America's you know propel Ford? I don't think so. You know, when he had his big thing at the Ryder guy, I don't, I don't, I don't really think so. No, I, I answer that question is no. This is just so unlike a, a regular PGA Tour event. I, I guess if a guy makes a pressure putt, I thought that was a big putt that Justin Thomas made. You know, maybe it's a little carryover on his career. But until he hits his putts a better speed, he's always going to be suspect with the with it, in my opinion. Once he gets his speed down, look out. Um, you know, maybe maybe as you know, hitting a shot under pressure and knowing you can hit the shot under pressure, and there's big pressure there. But but I I, I don't I, I don't think I'd probably put too much stock in it. I mean, it you know I hear everybody talk about it. This is the most pressure you'll ever be under. It's way more pressure than a PGA Tour event. I mean, maybe maybe it is. I don't know. I can't imagine that's more pressure than having a chance to win a tournament or having a chance to win the Masters. I, I just uh, I, I'm having a hard time believing that. I know they say it, but I'm having a hard time believing it. So right, yeah. yeah this know. one came from Mike. We can wrap up on this one. This one came from Mike. Mike says that uh, if courses stayed like Royal Melbourne, Tiger would have 20 plus majors because it's so fast. And well, PGA that's probably true. That's probably true. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, you know he's. I don't think in that last match, Hank, and pretty much the whole week, I don't remember him missing a shot. Yeah, you know, that's his a game good point. Is, I mean, he has got he has his game dialed in, and when you have to create shots like he does, the low, the high, the left to right, yeah, right there's nobody left, close. Oh man, nobody no, close, nobody close. I think we even saw the the winner of the Stinger. The the, the Stinger came out a couple. Yeah, times. the Stinger did come. Uh, maybe back to Tim's last question: Can anybody's uh, you know career propel forward on this? Uh, the the big winner here was was Tiger. I mean, he came out of this looking like the best player in the world. Now, of course, Rory wasn't there. You know, yeah. I mean, he's he's a European player, but um, you know, Rory doesn't have the shots Tiger has. Brooksy, Brooksy, well, Kepka wasn't there either. You know, I don't. He doesn't have the shots Tiger has either. But Kisner wasn't there. <laughs> Your guy, uh, Justin Rose wasn't there. You know, there's there's good, good players that weren't there, but but. Uh, I, 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 you walk away from this thinking, and Tiger's in a class by himself. Yeah, I, I did. Sure. Yeah. I mean, watching this whole thing, like none of those guys can play with him. No. But yeah. when you get on a different course, like that's a, to to that point where where you don't have to hit all these shots, and that's an equalizer. You know, but on this kind of course, and and, and to the, to that uh, question about how many majors would Tiger have, they're all fast like this. I've always thought the best Tiger's best chance to win uh, majors was at the Open Championship because uh, uh, he has all these shots, and usually the conditions are similar to what you you saw at Royal Melbourne. So I think, yeah, I mean that's definitely a, definitely a chance for for sure. Good stuff. All right, we're going to get into some more tomorrow. We got a lot of the controversy to get into. I want to talk about. Uh, uh, well, we're going to get into Patrick Reed. We're going to get into uh, Tiger as a captain. We got a lot of a lot of good stuff in store. So uh, we'll uh, hear from you tomorrow. Thanks to everybody for listening to the podcast. Thanks, uh, Steve, uh, being on today, and uh, Minnesota Tim Parachka. And uh, remember, you can send us messages uh, either on Twitter at Hank Haney or our email uh, Hank Haney Golf at Outlook dot com, or you can call the show and leave a message. Eight three three four two six five seven six three extension eight zero one, and uh, Tim's monitoring all those uh, calls that come in. And uh, make sure you uh, listen to the podcast. You can, uh, if you haven't already done so, uh, on the iHeart uh, app, you can just find the podcast. You can click follow, 
and uh, we'll be there every every day for you, or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, but uh, follow follow the show and tell your friends. Appreciate everybody's support. Good stuff today. Uh, we'll be back again tomorrow on the Hank Haney Podcast. Thanks for tuning into the Hank Haney Podcast. Listen, follow, rate, and share on iTunes, on the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can make your thoughts and questions heard by emailing the show at hankhaneygoff at outlook.com. And you can also tweet me directly by sending your tweets to at Hank Haney on Twitter. Kaney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.